0: This is the Foodies Reviewing Movies Podcast. Each week a couple of my friends and I get together and talk about two topics near and dear to our hearts and stomachs, food and movies. Each episode we want to give you a taste of not only some of the interesting dishes we were able to indulge in and would like to recommend, but also the movies we had a ton of fun watching. Let's dig in. Welcome to the Foodies Reviewing Movies Podcast. I'm Callie.
1: And I'm Jonathan.
0: And welcome to this week's episode. We'll be talking about 2020's Lovebirds. But uh, before we do that, John, how have you been doing?
1: Oh, I've been doing good, Callie. How about yourself?
0: I've been doing pretty good myself, John. I've just been catching up on some shows and movies that I have really wanted to watch they have been on my list for some time. So that's been really nice. Besides that, just been trying to stay warm at this point. It's And a little cold here in Kentucky. We've had some snow and some ice, so definitely uh, looking forward to summer. But I know as soon as summer gets here, I'm gonna complain about how it's Too hot, and I want it to be cold again because it can get pretty toasty here in the bluegrass.
1: Do you think it's hot here, you know, where it's really hot?
0: Nolens. Nolens. Yes, and that's where our movie was actually shot. So have you ever been down there, John?
1: I've been there once. It wasn't during the summer. It was kind of like springtime, so it Mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, because I've heard when you're out there during the summer, just the humidity and the heat. Oh, yeah. You feel like you're going to die. So I went briefly uh, down for the SEC basketball tournament. Awesome. So I was mainly there for basketball, so I didn't get the full, you know, New Orleans experience. Mm-hmm. I got to go down Bourbon Street, which was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like, uh, you know, a few blocks, but mm-hmm. it was like a mile or so long. Wow. Wow, I was surprised how big it was, mm-hmm. and it was unsurprisingly kind of dirty. So
0: I've heard that. <laughs> I didn't hear how long it was before, but I have heard it's not quite as Clean as uh, maybe some would hope. Yeah, but.
1: so I was only there like during the day, so I never got to go at night. Experienced anything like that?
0: Gotcha. I personally have not been down there yet. I would like to go down, considering it is the cuisine capital of uh the united states and, uh, and it's top ranking in the world as well yeah, for well, the don't,
1: food don't uh, a hong kong
0: that, that's right that's right i'm sorry hong kong don't mean to offend but yeah i would like to head down there i know being from the south though being from florida it is america's crotch for a reason so <laughs> <laughs> it, it is swampy. very hot and swampy so and pretty much i think new orleans and louisiana as a whole Maybe at the same level, if not worse, than Florida when it comes to that. So... But uh, unfortunately, like, you didn't get to experience uh, a lot of the food and stuff while you were yeah, there. Yeah, just, just but... a
1: small tidbit, but like I said, I was there for other reasons. I was there mm-hmm. for, you know, UK basketball. Did
0: they win that year, the SEC tournament? I feel like they did. Uh, no,
1: that was, well, that was the Anthony Davis year.
0: Ah, the brow. So
1: they lost the championship game to Vanderbilt because mm-hmm. me and my dad were there. Oh,
0: okay. And then they,
1: you know, went undefeated, won the championship. Good yeah. times.
0: Yeah. And then it was coincidental that uh, Anthony Davis actually went to play for NOLA as yep. well. Oh, yeah. also for the Pelicans.
1: Yeah, which, uh, you know, he's, he's, since then, he's uh, burnt that bridge, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gone on to L.A.
0: Yeah, and now he's over there with another former Kentucky Wildcats player, Malik Monk, along with the one, the only, LeBron James, which LeBron has done some acting. He was in a few things as himself, like Entourage and The Simpsons, but also he was in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. And then last year, he was in uh, the newest rendition of space
1: jam like space jam new legacy or something like something that Something like that yeah anthony davis in it
0: oh really i didn't yeah, know he yeah, was in there i know is, LeBron's in lebron's he is in it Boy.
1: and uh my shorthand review of that mm-hmm. movie is uh, not very good okay well <laughs> it's uh if you if you want to learn you know what properties warner brothers own it's a perfect way you know of knowing all the movies they own because they will tell you Oh, Every property.
0: I heard that. I heard in the stands, apparently, like, there's a lot of different characters. And you
1: can see the guy stuff uh, from Clockwork Orange in there. Oh. You can see some, like, characters from, like, some rated R and X movies, like, from the 70s. Okay. I forget the name of those movies, but, like, I think, like, The Priest or something like that was mm-hmm. one of them, and Another one, like some old lady or lady, like, tortures someone. Oh,
0: is that like Kathy Bates? No, it's it's, it's
1: like a movie from the 70s. Hmm. Because
0: she was in, I think, a... Misery. Yeah, Misery, yeah.
1: But this is like before Misery. Oh, oh,
0: okay. Now, question about that, because obviously the old Space Jam that we grew up with and have loved, you know, it was animated. mm Mm-hmm. Was this mostly, like, live action with some CG?
1: Oh, uh, it starts out 2D. Mm-hmm. When they eventually get to the basketball game, then all the cartoon characters become, you know, 3D. Okay. But I would say the most, you know, two-dimensional thing in that movie was LeBron's acting ability.
0: Oh! Shots fired!
1: That's right, Bron.
0: <laughs> He's not, coming for you. I'm
1: not throwing any punches. <laughs> I won't recede like his hairline. Oh!
0: god that's
1: you're being brutal hey, it's okay he got he's got that money he got fixed that's true
0: and on that note i think we'll just go ahead and consider that the amuse poosh and we'll move on now to our abs Today we're going to talk a bit about an item featured in the movie, which is a milkshake. You know, we we have some good New Orleans food here. We have gumbo Yaya, we have uh, bourbon and toulouse. I'm sure we will talk about those at another point. But milkshakes were pretty big in this movie in terms of a pretty critical moment for the two main characters. So uh, today we went to Burger Shakes, which was established in 1957 by two brothers, Joe and Dr. Samuel isaac now their daughters own it together so it's still family owned they are one of those places that still has the the cheap burgers and fries and shakes you can get a a burger for like a dollar 23 or something like that well
1: it was my first time there i've never been there before i've Mm -hmm. lived in lexington for six years you know with college and with work
0: yeah,
1: and I remember when we pulled up. I think it had like the sign on the top of the building advertised mm-hmm. the hamburger was like one thirty nine.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: And we just walked inside, and it's like nothing past you know nineteen ninety was inside that establishment. Mm-hmm. It was just <laughs> very old school, like the change machine, the cash register, like straight up you know from the fifties. Like yeah, it just you know dispensed the coins downy, which was cool. You mm-hmm. know, it was just very old school, like you know. Nothing new about that place. Nothing new, nothing fancy. And
0: it is cash only, so yeah. sticking with that old school style of things. <laughs> yeah, they. the funny thing about the sign, initially it wasn't going to be called Burger and Shakes, but apparently they didn't have enough money to continue with the signage, so they just kept it as Burger Shakes. <laughs> So um, so what
1: were they going to call it? Burger, shakes, and salads? You know, maybe burgers?
0: something like that. I mean, you know, they could have had their last name thrown on there at some point, yeah. maybe, or something. But they just, you know.
1: Short and simple, you know, that's... Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it's very upfront with what it offers. Yeah, you're not
1: burgers, gonna be. Shakes. You're not gonna be confused.
0: That's it. No, so. uh,
1: no false advertising there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I've been there before. I've had the burgers. I've had the fries. I've had the shakes. Today we just had the shakes together, just to say a little bit about the burgers and the fries. You get it in a brown paper bag. You think like maybe. McDonald's, like, you know, looking, but better quality. You get a thin patty. I like cheeseburgers, so I get my cheese on there. If you order it as it comes, it's pickles, mustard, onions. So it's got a nice little crunch from the onions, got that nice little zang from the yellow mustard. I'm not a mustard fan usually. I'm okay with it on these birdies. And then you got your shoestring fries. If you leave your food in the bag too long, you can see the grease sort of start to make the brown pack a little darker. It's not
1: grease. It's flavor.
0: That's right. But the shakes. John, we, we got to have the shakes together today. Why don't you ta- give me your take on so, the
1: shake? The medium shake that we got, I felt like at a lot of places, that would be considered large.
0: Or an extra large. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: I did, you know, appreciate definitely got the money's worth there Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: though we both went with chocolate yes i will say like my first reaction taste wise having it it reminded me a lot of the wendy's frosting Mm -hmm. like the taste of it like i don't like that very distinct you know chocolate taste that the wendy's once had so i i did like that a lot Mm -hmm. uh consistency wise it was you know Obviously, milkshake, you need to be able to drink. Yes. So this one had good consistency. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't too thin, wasn't too thick. Because mm-hmm. I've had some milkshakes before where the straw did absolutely nothing. Might as
0: well get your spoon. Yeah.
1: But I will say, you know, a good milkshake, like, I feel like it's hard to mess up a milkshake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So you need milk and you need shake.
0: Yeah. Get a little flavor in there, boom, you done. You know? So, yeah, I thought it was, like, it was good because it wasn't too sweet like you said it wasn 't too thick, it wasn 't too soupy, mm-hmm. you know um it, when you put it in the freezer, if you can't finish the whole thing like me before, and you ended up putting the rest of yours in there too. You have ice cream for (laughs) later. So it firms up to a nice ice cream as well. So I like them. I've tried their strawberry one as well. That one's pretty good too. I've not tried their vanilla. I'm honestly just more of a fan of chocolate. Normally I will not just go for vanilla. (laughs) I feel like
1: for me, like I don't have a particular flavor I go for. It just depends the mood I'm in. Like sometimes I'm in a chocolate mood. Sometimes I'm like in a fruity, you know, strawberry mood. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. want vanilla
0: okay that's that's respectable so it
1: just depends you know if if like you know thoughts pop to my head and you're like Mm you know what maybe i want that cookies and cream Mm. milkshake you know okay just just depends the mood i'm in for the milkshake i want
0: well i think really the only thing that could have made this better was if you throw on some whipped cream and a cherry or two
1: so there are certain people in life the ones you can trust like the ones who eat the cherries like right away yes and like the people who you know start drinking their milkshake, they don't eat the cherries. I'm like eyeing it, thinking, "Are they going to eat the cherry? Can I have the cherry? Do you mm-hmm. want your cherry?
0: Mm-hmm. Are you just saving it until the end so you can savor the best part for last? Well, I mean, I feel yeah. like
1: if you do that, you got very strong will because I'm not. Because <laughs> the first thing I do if I get a milkshake with a cherry on top, boom cherry right
0: in my mouth pop it right in the mouth yeah, yeah. i i usually I, I usually can't hold off and wait to eat the cherry either unless i have multiple cherries yeah. then i'm like okay here's my one for now here's my one for later and i'm uh, happy.
1: my later is like right after the first one <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> just immediately after later is five seconds yeah, thank exactly. you. but yeah overall i i love the establishment i've been there a few times i do actually know the the niece of the two people who are the current owners and she was the one that initially told me about it like five years ago and finally I went during the pandemic when we had our takeout I was like I want to support some local establishment so let's go ahead and try this burger shake place
1: because I didn't look for it when we went did mm-hmm. they have a drive through or was it all walk-in
0: they did not have a drive-thru it's all walk-in and they do have seated areas but just due to the fact that you know we right. have not had the indoor seating but it's those old style like plastic kind of benches you would see it like The old McDonald's and stuff like that. Sort of similar to that. So very retro. I like it a lot. I think just because it does give me that feel like we don't really have soda fountains anymore. And I don't know if I've actually ever experienced a soda fountain. But just this sort of built up fantasy of this old style way of of being, I think, has built up in my head to like, this is the closest I have to this. So I love it because of that. But overall, I, I enjoy it. You're pretty happy with it?
1: Yeah, like I said, it's hard to mess up a milkshake.
0: That's right. It's an old, reliable treat that you always can have. I don't
1: think I've had a bad milkshake in my life.
0: I'm pretty happy with it. And it seemed like they were in the movie as well. So why don't we go ahead and dig into our cinematic entree? A couple on the verge of calling it quits accidentally gets caught up in a murder mystery that takes them across New Orleans in search of answers to what seems like an endless string of questions. 2020, The Lovebirds. It's starring Kamel Nandiani, and Issa Rae, Kumail is a pretty. I feel like a pretty popular face nowadays. He... Uh,
1: start with the Silicon Valley.
0: Yeah, Silicon Valley, SNL, Veep, Community. He's he's been in quite a few things. Also, he was in this. Uh, like, I guess it's a shorter series called pandemica which i have not heard of but it has people like bono penelope cruz uh, nick kroll and wanda sykes in it it's an animated kind of show about sort of what i guess we've been going through so uh he's also going to be in the obi-wan kenobi Ooh. series but no character name listed so intrigue,
1: mystery. Maybe it'll be an Android.
0: Ooh, we will see. What I have noticed is that Hayden Christensen is gonna be in it again. Yeah. So he'll be in there. I'm um, all for that.
1: He yeah, hasn't done anything in a while.
0: That's true. Joel Edgerton is in it. Ewan McGregor will be reprising the role of yes, Obi-Wan. Should. Exactly. Who else can play Obi-Wan? Come on. And then we have Asa Ray, And Ace uh, has been in Insecure, which is an HBO series, Little. And she's going to be in the upcoming Spider-Man into the Spider-U- You've read. Spider-U-verse. spider Uverse. Spider-verse, Two. Those are our two main players in this movie. Kemal plays uh, Gibran. And Issa plays Leilani. They are a couple who fight all the time. Like I said, they were on the verge of breaking up. Initially, though, we start off with Them being lovebirds,
1: the you know big time honeymoon phase, you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: can't get enough of each other. Go through that fun montage of like they won't you know separate from each other, always touching, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. saying you know
1: how unbelievable she is. (laughs) Cut to four years later, she's still unbelievable, but for thinking they can win the Amazing Race,
0: right? Which yeah, they sort of go back and forth about the Amazing Race, and then it ends up being that he didn't even watch it before. And so he's been arguing this whole time about something he's never even seen. And I feel like it's just for having an argument's sake at that point, you know? Also, they've argued about like when Gibran wrote a review about something being too salty in a restaurant and then also something that I sort of want to comment on she brings up his documentary a lot and says how she hasn't gotten to watch it and he's always in there working on it we find out later in the movie she snuck in and she watched it
1: how dare she
0: yeah so it was like why do you keep bringing this up like if you're wanting to watch it and support your partner why don't you just say hey like I would really like to see it or hey look I actually snuck in and watched it, and it's really good. You know, When she, she sort of does do in the end, but it's like, look, that's not a way of showing you're interested. It's not sexy. Like, don't be like, well, you haven't seen me, you know, and just go off about it. Like, honey, calm down, you know? So I don't understand why that sort of is brought up as much as it is, but I guess just a fight, you know, because that sort of seems like the stage of the room. So pretty much they're on the verge of breaking up. They're headed to a dinner party. And then, John, what happens that sort of... St- stops everything from going in motion
1: well they kind of get to the realization of the car that they're gonna break up then all of a sudden hit a guy on a bike the
0: guy sort of gets up grabs jabron's you know jackets now he's got blood on his collar and they're both sort of in shock
1: yeah, then all of a sudden this guy with the mustache you never learn his name from the movie that's right I just referred to <laughs> as mustache he you know, gets in the car says he's a policeman and he just you know follows suits
0: yeah, and so they go off on this like wild ride. But John, if you were you were sitting there and you're like, I just hit someone on a bicycle. The guy in the bicycle just rode away really fast. What would you have done in this situation? And if a guy came up, would you believe him if he's like, I'm a cop, but didn't show you any kind of badge?
1: Well, I feel like kind of in the moment, you're just kind of like shocked and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I could, you know, easily see someone, you know, being like, you know what, I'm in shock. <laughs> I just did something that's never happened before. Yeah. I you know, almost killed somebody. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to mm-hmm. kind of shut my mind off and you know just still be in disbelief.
0: And, and I mean, I feel like you said it very authoritatively as well. Yeah. So that probably sort of helped him so, you know, in the situation. you're going to
1: take advantage of someone like, while they're in shock and disbelief like that, it's prob- probably a good time if you were to, which I don't recommend doing. But if you were to...
0: There it is. We know this guy eventually as Mustache and
1: which uh, surprisingly he does have a mustache
0: yes and uh, he's actually played by Paul Sparks which I know him from House of Cards <laughs> he played one of Kevin Spacey's wife played by Robin Wright Plays uh, her, like, love interest on the side. Oh,
1: her, I,
0: her side piece, baby.
1: I, I, didn't, I, never, I didn't make that connection, but I really liked that series up until mm-hmm. season five.
0: Yes. It
1: was a good series. Should have been ended at season four, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, a completely different thing for another time. Yep, yep. I didn't even realize that I was the same guy.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, that's ah. him. Yeah, because I remember seeing it, and I'm like in that i was like he's really cute and then i saw him in here and i'm like not quite as cute
1: disgusting looking
0: (laughs) got a weird mustache yeah the mustache does a lot it really does not for the best either um so yeah he the part where they're driving and they're like swerving all over the place and just going around, and they're about to like hit the guy on the bicycle and jabron is like justice mm-hmm. you know because they've been sold on the whole this guy's a criminal we're going after him which technically he was but there's more to that yeah.
1: that's it's... where the mystery unfolds yes they eventually stop them you know how do you stop someone on a bike obviously you have to hit them you yeah know? again that, that's just the law of physics mm-hmm. he goes over the hood of the car so he's behind them yeah and then you know i think all right you know this is a good guy cop he's gonna get out and arrest him but Mm -hmm. nope he does quite the opposite yeah yeah just backs that thing up you know (laughs) bumps over him you know sees he's still on the ground uh for good measure goes over him forward one more time and then correct me if i'm wrong i think he backs up
0: yeah just another time to just really make sure
1: yeah <laughs> so I'm uh well I am a semi-medical expert but I am no doctor yeah but I would say getting run over a car you know total of five times you know three, three under the wheels times, twice yeah. you know on top of the hood yeah. uh, that's not good for the body
0: mm, no and so uh yeah mustache goes over to what we now will learn we're calling him as bicycle mm-hmm. from these two characters so mustache goes to bicycle and just checks to make sure he's definitely dead yep he is and looks for something but we're mm-hmm. not sure what that item is we find out that it is actually the cell phone that he dropped
1: which Lilani picks up before mm-hmm. the chase
0: she still has her possession he gives this look like he's angry he's aggressive he's looking for his thing he sort of looks like a hunter getting ready to go after some prey and then we have two passerbyers innocent bystanders who are like coming up and uh he runs Uh, off
1: my favorite thing about those two passerbyers Mm -hmm. is the the way they're dressed up you know they're like you know on a level of 1 to 10 to hipster, they're, like, at a level 12.
0: Oh, yeah. That's actually the exact number I was thinking of, too. 100% hipsters. 100%, uh, like you know.
1: The, the, whatever, the costume department, the wardrobe. They knew exactly what they were doing when they dressed yes. these two up.
0: Yes, they did. <laughs> and so then the couple thinks that, like... Jabron and Leilani did it, so they call the cops, and they're like, "Oh my God, they just killed this guy!"
1: And they're yelling, you know, each other's names: <laughs> Run, Jabron! <laughs> yeah. Run, Leilani!
0: Yeah. And they like decide not to stick around because he's Middle Eastern, and she is a beautiful black woman, and so they're like, "Look, this isn't going to end well for us." So, so they run off. They're like, "The cops aren't going to believe us." They have the cell phone in hand. They're starting to discuss, "What are we going to do?" there's one quote that Gibran says where he's like you know when they're saying bad boys bad boys what are you gonna do he's like we're the bad boys what are we gonna do and uh that's when the ding comes off on the the cell phone and it says to meet someone named Edie at the Dragon's Den when Dragon's Den is said I'm thinking some kind of like seedy underground you know speakeasy kind of place and it ends up being just a bar. You know, nothing special. We did take a lift on the way over, though. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I feel like the third star of the movie behind those two should be lift. Yes. Because yes. there's, there's several times you kind of, like, not so, you know covert you know mm-hmm. product placement yeah it's pretty overt you know yeah there's there's
0: that scene where they even talk about lyft they mention it a couple times they talk about the ride sharing there's two drunk people that mm-hmm. get in it's showing the lyft lit up signal Yeah,
1: i will say if i had to go between the ride sharing apps i'm definitely taking lyft over uber so i will mm-hmm. say that
0: sorry uber Lyft is, is my preference as well. I don't do it very yeah, often. Do I, but... but if
1: I had to, like mm-hmm. I mainly use it if I'm in a different city. Yeah. Which hasn't happened too often, but if I do, I'm mm-hmm. going with Lyft.
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that. And so did these people, including yeah. the drunk couple, which one of them's like, I love you more than I love my mom.
1: That's a lot of love right there, if you which ask me.
0: That is. We we have them go to the the dragon's den. They meet with Edie, who is played by Anna Camp. She's been in the Pitch Perfect movies. She was in True Blood. She plays a congressman's wife. And uh, maybe there's a little scandal, as usual. Yeah, of course.
1: He's in politics. Yeah,
0: the whole, like, congressman involved unsavory behavior.
1: Goes hand in hand.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, that shtick is overused so much at this point now that I'm like, okay, I get it. It's happened 15,000 times. Thank you. You know, so we, of course, have to throw that in there. And so they, they knock out Gibran and Leilani, take them to some kind of stable somewhere. They are like, you need to give us the pictures. And they're like, what are you talking about? And pretty much they're trying to use scare tactics on them. So they're like, do you want the grease, which is a hot pan of boiling grease, or do you want the mystery door? Now, John, if you were presented, you're tied up in a chair, Mm -hmm. like these two characters, and you're being shown a full pan of hot, bubbling grease, and then you see this sort of pretty, stable door, but you don't know what's behind it. What are you going to choose?
1: Well, I'll save the scenario I'm in, because I already know what's behind the door. Yes. But I feel like the bacon grease, it's... I've never had napalm on me, Mm-mm. and I've never had a full thing of bacon grease on me before. Yeah. But I feel like they're pretty similar.
0: Yeah, yeah. you. I feel like you can't come back from that.
1: Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's... It's going to stay on there and it's going to burn you for, for a while. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm not completely opposed to the mystery door, which, you know, yeah. as we find out in the movie, is just a horse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the horse, you know, kicks Jabron uh, right in the chest.
0: Yep. Yep. And while that would hurt, not superficial injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's going to like burn your face off mm-hmm. or a foot or something like that. Maybe a broken rib or two. Yeah. It's fine, whatever, you no, know.
1: Collapse sternum
0: Yeah. Besides that, it's fine. You know? So yeah, Jabron ends up he's the first one up. He's gotta decide. He picks the mystery door, gets kicked in the chest, like John just said. And uh we're just about to have Leilani take the grease. She's like, You should have gone with the grease, kind of thing. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone with the grease. Um, and just as she's about to get jabron ends up getting free yeah. then the he chair breaks underneath him so. yeah so they're able to get out just in the nick of time and escape and they go to like change their clothes because they're like at this point you know people have seen us we need to sort of like change into a disguise and they go to uh, this like discount place to get these outfits which I didn't necessarily think were very practical. I didn't think they were discreet. They were very loud. But then you brought up a good point to me before we started recording.
1: I feel like if you're going to be, you know, if you know people are going to be looking for you, like... You want to blend into the crowd. Like, they're going to like, all right, look for the guy in the baseball cap covering his eyes, in mm-hmm. the plain flannel shirts. But if you're going to be, like, bright and loud, like, you know, they're all like, no, it can't be that guy. He's not going to be stupid. He's not going to wear the rainbow shirt. There's no way, you know, that's He's the person. He's not
0: wearing a unicorn hoodie, Yeah, you know?
1: that's not the person we're looking for. They'd be stupid to do that, you know? Yeah. It's like hiding in plain sight.
0: Yes. So, like, once you mentioned that to me, I was like, okay, that actually is a pretty good idea. They change into like these sort of like little crazy outfits Mm -hmm. and uh, they have sort of a moment of bonding over this. So you see them go from just a hot mess where they just cannot get along to all of a sudden they are starting to Mm -hmm. maybe have little feelings again for each other. They have to go to to Bicycle's place because they now were like entrenched in this mystery. And uh, at first they try and break the front door with her heel (laughs) And she was still wearing one of the heels, so she, like, almost falls over. Doesn't work out. Climb up one of the fire escapes, which is called a catwalk at one yeah, point. she
1: calls it a catwalk.
0: Yeah, so she heads on up the fire escape. Which, and, uh, uh, quick question yes, for you. Have yes, Have you
1: ever gone down one of those fires? No,
0: tra- I haven't. Have you?
1: I uh, yes. I went down once. Like, it was, like, the wade once. So, mm-hmm. like, it's up, then you walk down, goes down. Which... I was at this uh, music place. I was like, you know, all right, I'm going to leave. Like, I see people going out in the store. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, you know, that's just going to be stairs. Like, I was the only one leaving at the time. Yeah. I go out. See, it's like a fire escape. Like, oh, I've never been on one of these before. <laughs> like, I w- wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So obviously, as you're walking down, like, your weight, you know, counterbalances it and mm-hmm. it goes down, so... It was my only time I've ever done it it was it was interesting. It was cool. I don't regret it. Like it was, okay. you know I just wasn't expecting to like, use it at the time. <laughs> it's
0: gonna ask you for like cat burgling or something. Yeah, huh? it, it was interesting. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never been on one, just seen them in the movies. Yeah. Um so that, that does sound interesting. Yeah, so they go up there and they're like, We gotta break into this apartment now, right? So they uh they end up breaking the window, they get in and this apartment is huge yeah. it's like the size of the whole floor it yeah like. And
1: it's like top floor too it's yeah. they have to go up some flights
0: Mm-hmm. so like this place is huge this guy's supposed to be a drug dealer like he did not look that successful mm-hmm. he was pretty scraggly looking
1: well you know you don't want to flaunt your wealth true
0: true he's he's trying to maybe mix into the crowd and
1: he's an environmentalist as we you know yeah. learn when they're interrogating mm-hmm. one of the homies
0: mm-hmm. yeah one of the homies aka a frat boy probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is is this scene where edie is getting ready to torture them with the bacon grease and stuff and she says a line about like don't pee down my back and tell me it's raining. And so Leilani then uses it yeah. when she's talking to this frat boy that accidentally stumbles upon them. And he's like, what are you doing here? And they're like, what are you doing here? You know, they do the back and forth kind of thing. They say that, like, you know, don't, don't pee down my back and tell me it's raining. And then he's like, yeah, we don't like that when people pee down our back. He's like, I wouldn't do that, you know. And so it was just sort of like this... Stupid twenty-year-old kid, you know, who's now—he's
1: like, just confused and have no y- idea what's yeah. happening. They're playing dumb because they actually are dumb <laughs> about <Yeah>. the <this> situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like they're going back and forth with him. They smack him in the face, you know. Um, she at one point calls him like "date rape McGee" or something. That pretty much they have like this little exchange, and then he gets. Ready to like run into the other room, and while all this is unfolding, you can see around the corner, Mustache has arrived.
1: He's uh, taking care of business. Yeah,
0: he's taking care of business and killed all the other frat boys who were there because they have some kind of like
1: pictures for blackmailing.
0: Yeah, kind of operation going on, and he's come in with like a silencer on his gun. He's ping, 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 and he's got like five kids dead around him. And then you know, rate McGee runs in there and he gets shot too, and. They realize, oh, crap, we uh, we are now here with Mustache, and they run into the closet and hide. They luckily get away. They almost didn't, but they get away, and they get into their friend's house. They get new outfits on because they've gotten a new message about some kind of exclusive event that's getting ready to happen. They dress up fancy.
1: Well, I will say they're probably, you know, obviously this is a comedy, so there's, you know, a bunch of jokes in the movie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would say my favorite kind of running joke in the movie Yes. And so, kind of part of the tension between their relationship, Jabron mm-hmm. and Lilani, as you know, Jabron thinks, you know, Lilani likes their IT guy, yeah. Keith. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite running joke is just Jabron's disdain for Keith.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he can
1: just, anytime <laughs> Keith is mentioned, just his hatred for him. Like, he's the one who unlocks the phone, and he's like, mm-hmm. just, you know, has to need Keith in this situation. I just think that's, you know, the funniest. Stuff, in my opinion, for this movie is is Keith, you know. The joke-stealing, you know, Keith.
0: Mm -hmm. And he, like, does mention at one point, he's like, yeah, stealing Cat
1: Williams' jokes, you know, and stuff like that. I know it's nice to meet me, you know. I may be an a-hole.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and like you said, he does unlock their... uh phone which is bicycles phone but they're claiming it's mm. theirs and he unlocks it for them and you know gets that all taken care of and that's when they get the invite about like ooh, exclusive potty and so they have to borrow clothes and you mentioned you uh you liked Camille's outfit a bit yeah he
1: he had a very nice dinner jacket which you know for those who don't know like a dinner jacket has like the kind of a satin dark lapel, mm-hmm. and then you know, usually black, you know, like most guys' suit. But in this movie, he had nice dark purple, which mm-hmm. I really like. I, I like non-traditional colors for clothing, so yeah. so I really liked his jacket a lot. Mm-hmm. So. It made me, after the movie, it made me, you know, look up jackets myself. And yeah. uh, I may have saw one on clearance and I may have purchased it. No regrets.
0: That's right. That's right. And you know, you, I mean, you got
1: to look snazzy. You got to look yeah. snazzy. And, and they, they look snazzy. And
0: if you find one for less than $50, you my got,
1: God. It's a no-brainer. It's
0: Snatch a, it up.
1: It's a good investment. Hashtag thrifty.
0: Yeah. So I'm all for it. So, yeah, we, we have them get fancy. And then you see sort of the, the romance budding a little bit. He's got that fancy. Nancy. Jacket. She's got that sexy sparkly, dress. You know. Yeah, who don't like sparkle? Yeah. You know. You see, sort of the feelings start to come on a little more, and then they get in the car, and once again, lift. What? I
1: don't know. How else are they gonna get there? Walking?
0: Exactly. Shh. Come on. It's all about lift, right? Really? And so they're like, "Can you turn on some music?" You know, to the driver. And of course, John, what song comes on?
1: I feel like. Do the interview. This is like become the go to kind of like comedy pop song. It's Katy Perry's Firework.
0: Yes. So, for anyone who hasn't seen the interview, it's about James Franco's character, who's this big interviewer guy, journalist. He goes over and is trying to pretty much like trick King jong Un, who's played by Randall Park from Fresh Off the Boat, and starts singing you're a firework and then he yeah, just they, breaks down
1: they bond <laughs> over that song how it's you know good song which
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean
1: the they make fun of the lyrics it's a pop song it's not anything deep right. you know it's, it's, it's supposed to be catchy mm-hmm. so not the best lyrics so which you know if you listen to it you know but yeah it's catchy as it can be mm-hmm. it gets in your ear it's an earworm stays in there you're gonna sing along to it legal reasons we're not allowed to sing it Mm because you know we'll have Katy perry's lawyers knocking down the door at us so we will refrain
0: right now though i am moving in my seat thinking about it it's like even though you know it's a pop song and it's fun and stuff like that you know you can't help but dance or sing along but yeah it's been overused at this point so let's pick another song guys and let's let's try it another one so don't know what song it would be you figure it out but
1: let the dogs out
0: Let's bring it back. Yes. Let's go back to the 90s and early 2000s. Let's bring it back. Um, Everybody dance now. Okay, anyways. (laughs) So so then we we have, speaking of dancing, we also have the exclusive party. And while they don't dance, they sure get down. It's just in a little bit different of a way. This sacred club of Membra Autumn Saccharum say that
1: five times i can't say it myself
0: (laughs) we have venetian masks creepy those are the ones if you're not familiar that sort of look like a giant bird's face uh we then have the ceremony this is where they get down it's an orgy guys
1: well it's a high class like well so they just draw these random numbers like Mm -hmm. everyone has paddles on their number in the crowd yeah yeah they just draw the number and they just get up You don't know where they're going. Mm
0: -mm, They -mm. eventually
1: leave the room. They bring a bed out. Yep. And then, wow, wow.
0: Boom. Naked. On the stage. Getting it on. It's uh, called
1: performance art.
0: Exactly. So, like, in this case, they're saying chance. They're having an orgy on stage. They're wearing weird masks. It's cool
1: Saturday night.
0: Okay, so you'd be fine with it. So so what you're telling me is in the circumstances, it's natural for you, you are fine.
1: Like I said, it's performance art.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay, so now we know what John's weekends are like. Um, I myself, you know, they're doing the chanting parts, right? And they're like saying random things like, where's the beef? And just sort of like funny lines and everything. I don't know about other people, but when I went to church as a kid, sometimes you lose place in the hymnal book. You just mouth what the words are. I would have totally done that in (laughs) this circumstance. (laughs) Just mouth the words or just... (laughs) And it's fine, you know, because they start saying things out loud, you know, and they get caught saying something too long, and everyone else is quiet at that point. So they're sort of like weeding themselves out of the group pretty fast. And then they have the the barcode situation, so that invite they got and the text message had a barcode and that was their access into the party. Well, everyone at this point knows that bicycle has died and hmm, wonder how they found that out. Hint, hint. So they know they're now intruders amongst the group. Everyone is wearing, like I mentioned, these Venetian masks, and they're like, "All right, now you are going to take off your masks," and so everyone like. Is sitting there. They don't even move. But Leilani and Gibran immediately take it off.
1: And they give them a countdown to take it off. And they're the only ones to do it. Which I will say the one thing I didn't like about this scene mm-hmm. is in the trailer they included this part.
0: Oh, okay. I did not remember so, that.
1: So I watched the trailer, like, you know, kind of before I watched it. So I watched the trailer mm-hmm. and they showed that part. Yeah. Which I hate it when, you know, in trailers they like spoil things like that. Mm-hmm. It would have been way better if they didn't put that in the trailer.
0: I agree so. with you on that. Yeah, and I mean... That's like a
1: big plot point.
0: If if you were sitting there and, like, they're like, all right, now everyone is to remove your masks. Obviously, you've come in. You're wearing a mask. Yeah. No one has seen your face. Would you lift the mask up? Or would you wait for the people around you to lift it uh, I would
1: have done a side eye, you know, kind of...
0: Yes. 100%. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. So, yeah, I, I just was like, guys, come on. But... Of course, you know, it's a movie, and we got to do these things for comedic relief. Yeah. Right as that moment happens, and they are ousted for who they are, an alarm goes off, just in the nick of time. And the cops arrive.
1: Lalani, and they're the only ones who stay in their seat. Everyone yep. else, you know, evacuates, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why they decide to stay in their seats, but they do.
0: Yeah, and you also mentioned, like, why would it matter if they were, like, they're doing this yeah, ceremony. Yeah, like
1: why, why did the cops show up? Like I said, you know, I jokingly said this is you know performance art, mm-hmm. but you know what's illegal here?
0: Yeah, well,
1: there's yeah. you know it's like a just a big party, invite only. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're forcing people to be there, right? There seems like it's all consensual. You know, mm-hmm. they're all just watching. You know, people getting freaky in this you know big circular right. bread yeah. or bed. <laughs> I call it bread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> circular, if only
1: circular big old bed bread bowl. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Broccoli from, you know, Panera. Hey, you know, delicious. hey, Panera, sponsor yeah. us for this one. But, you know, why is this illegal? Like, mm-hmm. why are the cops showing up? What's so wrong with this? Yes.
0: Yeah, so I can
1: understand, you know, people being blackmailed for being here. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want people to know you get freaky on Saturday nights. Right. I understand the blackmailing part. But why would the cops come break that up? Mm-hmm. You know, why is that illegal? They're just, you know, consensual weird stuff.
0: Yeah. So, uh, feel like it's a little uh, hobbyist in my opinion, you know? Yeah. It's my decision yeah. to go ahead and get freaky on a Saturday with yeah. Venetian masks if I yeah. want
1: to. Maybe my number will be called, maybe it won't.
0: That's right. That's the excitement of it. Yeah,
1: maybe you know 10 numbers get called and it's all 10 dudes. <laughs> and we'll have to go down.
0: I mean, most of them look like chicks. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's all about the draw. Yeah. I was sort of on your side with and when you mentioned that to me before we started recording. I was just like, "Yeah, why that, is that is true. It's not like they're doing money laundering. It's not like they're doing like sex trafficking. Yeah. You know, they're just having
1: sex with mask on. Yeah, randomly picked.
0: So, what's the big deal about it? Yeah,
1: this? <laughs> it seems like a nice, good time. They're not hurting anyone.
0: No, they're just having a, just a good old evening out. You know, fancy evening getting it all
1: They're all dressed up nicely then you mm-hmm. know some I want so their numbers get picked up they go from their suits to their birthday suits. That's it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we we have then Gibran and Leilani taken into custody because somehow the cops were cold. Somehow, cold. The cops <laughs> <laughs> got British all of a sudden. All of a sudden the cops are called and, uh, you know, the alarm goes off and all that, like I mentioned, and the cops take them into custody and sort of like a running thing throughout the movie as well was they kept on getting phone calls from the cops but just wouldn't pick it up. Yeah. Well ends up being they were trying to get him into custody because they were trying to protect them. And so, like, they're like, okay, we're going to give you, a, like, a police escort home. It'll be fine. Like, thanks like, for coming in. Like, we know in. you didn't
1: do it. We saw the security footage. Yeah, so You're so, good to go. Obviously, that one dude, mustache, he mm-hmm. jumped in the car and he drove off. So, you're, you know, you're good. We got yeah.
0: you. Yeah, Yeah. So then they get into the police escort home and wait a minute, guess who it is? mustache
1: which i don't understand like <laughs> they're driving they're having emotional you know time talking in the back like mm-hmm. oh man what a whirlwind of night we've had right how did they not realize he's driving
0: yeah like not one of them saw the very you know obvious and you know very uh recognizable nose
1: of mustache so i'm pretty sure jabron was in the passenger side you mm-hmm. know behind the seat yeah which I've been in plenty of cars. Mm-hmm. You can see the driver from that view. Yes. You can see who it is, unless you're, like, so zeroed in on talking to your loved one that mm-hmm. you don't even pay attention to who's driving you. Yeah. Like, I can understand her, you know, behind the driver. You're mm-hmm. not going to notice, you know, right. unless you look in the mirror. But Gibran should have noticed. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, mm-hmm. unless you're
1: just so zeroed in on, you know, just, you know, your relationship.
0: Yeah. So, whoever was sitting on that passenger side.
1: Shame on you.
0: Shame on you. I feel like it may have been Leilani's. Sitting there, but I honestly don't I think remember. it was surprising.
1: Well, Either way, it's, they're all to blame.
0: Yes, it's all their faults. They weren't paying attention to their surroundings. Um, I don't care if they were in shock. <laughs> but yeah, so someone should have noticed it. He, of course, does the old school. New York mafia-esque move of taking them down to the docks so they can swim with the fishes. So he gets them onto a boat. He's getting ready to shoot them. Initially, they're not on the same page because they're trying to do the one, two, three.
1: They did it twice earlier in the Mm -hmm. movie. And like, you know, they weren't on the same page.
0: Yeah. And then finally... They do the one, two, three count, and they both tackle him at the and same time. Like,
1: they're arguing, you know, they're really arguing, like, the most they've argued, obviously. They're, mm-hmm. they're playing up, you know, to get him disarmed, like, kind of getting fed up with it. Yeah. He's got Gibran, like, in a chokehold. Mm-hmm. And that's he kind of loosens up just because he's tired of their arguing. Yeah. He just wants them to stop. Yes. He gets disarmed, then, you know, boom, she shoots him.
0: And he falls over the side of the boat. But it's not the gunshot in the chest that takes him out.
1: <laughs> so I thought this part was kind of, you know, I mean unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm. He basically just like a Jason, you know, from Friday the 13th. He just like jumps out of the water. I don't know how because when you see the boat again, like it's like three feet. Yeah, above, it's, it's just, like,
0: really high. He
1: gets up really high and then... Kind of whoever grabs one of them and then gets mm-hmm. hit in the head with one of those, like, lifeguard buoy things. Yeah. And that finishes him, so... That's right. Gunshot, not completely effective. Like, a plastic hit to the head, oh, man, that would do you in. Clearly,
0: lifeguards have the most lethal weapon. We have them finally, like bonded they've defeated the bad guy they decide you know because they sort of had this also joke in the beginning about them talking about sex and how it should be like not scheduled and spontaneous they're like let's go ahead and do it in this ambulance you know which i
1: will say for jabron's point like he mentioned the people at the sex cult they more than likely put that in their google calendar yes
0: yes Which we'll talk a little more about that in a second. They get away from him. They've defeated him. They're all good to go. And then it fast forwards to them doing... One year later... The Amazing Race yeah. together, which they had fought so much about before, and they come to a part when they're doing the Amazing Race where he, they have to ride horses, yeah, and that's,
1: that's how the movie ends. Cut to black.
0: That's the sore spot. Yes, <laughs> they end on that. John, production information here. Their budget was sixteen million dollars. Well, since this released in twenty twelve, uh, Netflix went ahead and bought it. How much do you think Netflix bought it for?
1: I'm gonna say twenty million.
0: Once again on the nose, De- did you see my no. note card uh yeah 20- twenty good at guess
1: i've watched I've watched a lot of the prices right
0: okay bob Barker it. raised me well, he did good yeah per twenty million dollars so they they have uh you know made the money back and had a an, uh, four million dollar extra come in so um this was Directed by Michael Showalter, who did Wet Hot American Summer. He worked with Nanjiani on Big Sick. He's worked on Love and Comedy Bang Bang for a few of those different things he's done. He's actually worked with a couple of the actors. He worked with Kyle Bornheimer, who plays the congressman as well. This was Fairly decently received.
1: Yeah, I would say this was like a very average movie. It didn't mm-hmm. blow me away. It didn't leave me, you know, bored out of my mind. I was, exactly. I'd give it, you know, 5 out of 10.
0: Okay. So IMDb has a rating of 6.1 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, sixty five percent, so that's not bad. Metacritic, fifty nine percent, so.
1: That was a decent movie.
0: Yeah, I I I've watched it, I think three times now. I watched it like once during COVID, um, week, right after it had come out, and then twice for this recording. So not not too bad, you know. I wasn't like, oh god, I gotta watch this again. It was fairly well received outside of us talking about it. They have two wins three nominations they've gotten those from other acclaimed places like people choice awards it's not like our award
1: yep darn right
0: the oscar meyer wiener award
1: so uh my prestigious you know oscar meyer wiener award Mm -hmm. uh goes to the scene at the very beginning where, you know, we talked about it already. I just I just enjoy, you know, some good overkill. And this mm-hmm. is literally overkill. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, Mustache ran over a bicycle guy that was like three times with the car.
0: Yes. Mine would probably go to... I sort of was like, hmm, initially I wanted to do Kumail. Because his delivery of his lines, his comedic timing is is pretty on point quite a bit, you know. I think I might give it to the frat boy, though. Uh, Date DateRank McGee is... R.I.P. Like Lonnie called him. (laughs) Yeah, he... Just the way the kid acted, it was great. It was the completely surprised... Just so
1: confused.
0: Yeah, dumb, like, college kid that's just like, what are you talking (laughs) about? You know, so... Yeah, I think I'll give it to him. Uh, He is no longer in existence.
1: Because, as you know, in movies, when you die in movies, you die in real life.
0: Yep, so sorry, guy. Um, we will remember you well. All right, let's go ahead and move into our sweet endings. This is our time where we talk about some of our favorite words that have been spoken in the movie. John, what is your favorite quote? Uh,
1: my favorite came from Lilani, like when the they were breaking up. You know the the performance art Yes scene. yes yes uh, and you know they're telling them to stop and Lonnie said I love that they actually actually respect the word stop.
0: That's a good one. I like that one. mine also related to uh, <laughs> to the performance art but it was said in the beginning of the movie which was freaky sex and scheduling are not mutually exclusive okay? You think people just randomly show up at the same time for an orgy? No, they probably share a Google Calendar. That was by Gibran. Like John mentioned earlier, this was sort of a running joke throughout the movie. And that was one of our ones given. And I I enjoyed that one quite a bit. So that is my sweet endings quote. And, uh, you know, I'd like to thank John for being here like to thank the listeners thank you for joining us and also thank you to ned for our music we appreciate it and if you'd like to check us out on social media or reach out to us this is how you can do so you can follow us on instagram and facebook at frm podcast email us at frmfan at gmail.com and for that information and so much more you can visit our website frmpodcast.com mm-hmm. I love you more than I love my mom.
1: That's a lot of love right there, if you ask me. Wow, wow.
0: Boom, naked.